0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of J.A.'s Recipe for Success. I am your host, Lori Salarulo. I am the proud president and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. You know, we started this show almost a year ago, uh, and we have had some amazing guests, uh, on our um, set, uh, both at JA World and also virtually here in my own kitchen. Um, and it's every single time that I speak with one of our leaders, our advocates, our entrepreneurs, I'm inspired and motivated. Uh, and I learn something uh, about what makes them successful and, and it makes me look at my own recipe for success. Today's guest uh, is is, I know, someone who will motivate and inspire All of you, as well as me, and I've had the chance to get to know him a little bit over the last couple of years and really always enjoy our conversations. Uh, Marcel Haywood is an entrepreneur and a business executive, and he is currently the CEO of Thesis Holdings, which is a diversified holding company with equity interests in a range of businesses, which I'll let him talk about. And so I am going to bring Marcel in. Good morning.
1: Hey, good morning, Lori. How are you?
0: I am awesome. Thank you. Thank you. As you said, it's Tuesday and it's the best day of the week. The
1: best day of the week.
0: <laughs> share with the audience, because I asked Marcel when he said it's Tuesday, it's the best day of the week. I'm like, really? Why do you say that? And so share with everyone why you say that.
1: You know, positivity, just in my view, Lori is um, is, is kind of half the battle when you're thinking about uh, kind of winning the, the daily game. And um you know, so I just uh, th- that's part of my way of um, getting myself in the right uh, state of mind and reminding myself that the moment that we're in right now is the best opportunity that we have to get even one percent better. And uh, so I think Monday is the best day of the week on Monday when I wake up and my feet hit the ground. Uh, and then when Thursday rolls around, Thursday is the best day of the week. And um, it's a, a running joke in our offices because um I say to our team all the time and everyone scratches their head until they realize that no matter what day it is, we can't get away from it being the best day of the week.
0: (laughs) You know, I think I love that. And I love starting this session talking about positivity, right? I mean, we've been through some challenging times um, over the last, you know, what, seven months now, I guess. Um, But I also think, there's been some silver linings through that time. There have been opportunities for for many of us, you know, individually as well as for our companies. And so, but I do think that you have to be positive to get through all that. So how has that helped you and your team? to get through this, right? And to figure out how to navigate that and to see the opportunities, because if you're not positive, you don't see them, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, in my view, Laurie, um, there's one thing that I think is a huge characteristic or attribute of successful people, not just in entrepreneurship. Sorry, it's my my son Lincoln. Be right there, bubs.
0: Oh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, Listen, I'm going to make it great on the
1: um, um, and uh. <laughs> And, and that character trait is uh, what I call an indomitable will. and if you're um, you know tough minded and um, you're of the mindset that life is going to throw wrenches in your plans it's gonna you know um, have twists and turns where you didn't otherwise think there would be any. Um, it helps you stay positive during those tough moments and when you're positive and you're in that right state of mind, it helps you, see the opportunities before you, right? If you're kind of doused in negativity and woe is me and all the things that sometimes we all, um, you know, kind of end up uh, getting sucked into, um, we miss the opportunities that are ahead of us or the ones that are right there in front of us. So that's, in my view, positivity is kind of the best way to stay present and focused and opportunistic, right? Um, So that whatever situation we're in, we can make it better. Um, or see the opportunities to kind of uh, take the next steps towards our goals. So yeah. that's, that's why we, uh, you know, I, I try to stay as positive as possible, no matter what's going on.
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Um, and, you know, and, and I always used to laugh and say, you know, uh, being miserable, right? Nobody wants to be around you anyway. No. So you might as well have a smile on your face and, and have a good time, right? Yeah. Getting through some of those times. So tell us, uh, for, for the students watching, for the audience watching, tell us a little bit about um, your entrepreneurial uh, journey. How sure. did you know and when did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur?
1: Sure. Wow, so that's a great question. And uh, Lori, I started um, very, very early, um, kind of ex- tinkering with the idea that um, I would be building things kind of in my adult life. and. I think entrepreneurs are um, cut from a very specific fabric. Um, to be honest with you, I'm probably unemployable uh, in, uh, in corporate America. And so I really had no choice but to default to uh, an entrepreneurship role. Um, but early on, I always liked building things. I liked um, kind of erecting things um, that I could see come from a state where there was really nothing there and, and, and kind of build out um, something that I thought fulfilled a vision that I had for whatever it might happen to have been. Um, and uh, where I really started kind of, I think, getting into entrepreneurship was in college. Um, I met a guy who, um, I was playing basketball at Florida State, um, and one of the uh, the boosters um, that was involved with the program uh, was a local entrepreneur. He owned uh, all the local banks, and uh, he was just a fantastic and fabulous guy. And uh, as I was kind of uh, getting through school, I'd mentioned to him that I had an interest in business and I was considering going to business school. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he, you know, like a southern draw, very kind of casual and relaxed, said, "You know, Marcel, maybe you should just go start a business. You'd learn a whole lot more that way." <laughs> and, uh, and and I thought that was, uh, it was such fantastic advice. And and that's that's ultimately what I did. Um, And I I had my degree in computer uh, information technology, so I was uh, into web design and um, database design and architecture and whatnot. And uh, decided to open, uh, start a business called iMed Data that was a practice management technology for doctor's offices. Uh, my, My mom was a pediatrician and I grew up running around doctor's offices and seeing how chaotically run most of them really were. And thought that if we had software to help Kind of usher patients from one room to the next and keep everything sorted and organized, that um, they would be able to run a more efficient practice and help improve the quality of care that they were giving their patients. And so that's that's kind of that was my first foray into building and starting um, my own company. It, it ultimately did not succeed, um, but it led me to um, uh, it led me to a company that I'm still uh, heavily passionate and involved with now, called Encompass. And, um, and I'm going to just tell you guys really quickly how Encompass started. And only because for any uh, students listening, um, it's a lesson in, uh, in the fact that you can never really connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards, right? And when things kind of come into your life, you never know what they mean. You just have to be willing to accept them. And ultimately, they lead you to a place you otherwise would not have thought you'd land. Um, but I was, uh, we were on a road um, trip playing Georgia Tech. And um, the night before every game, our coach would take us out to uh, go through the scouting report. And so we're in a restaurant in Atlanta, on Peachtree, and uh, the team's sitting, eating, and a Georgia Tech fan walks by and starts giving us a horrendous time about how badly the Yellow Jackets were going to beat us the next day. And we're 18, 19 years old. We start giving it back to him, saying, oh, we've never lost to you guys, on and on. And ultimately, he comes down and sits down with us, and it turns out to be a fantastic guy and uh, mentioned that he was in the maintenance business, and uh, which, you know, had never really thought about that, uh, that, that industry before. And uh, long story short, um, we went on and uh, said our goodbyes to him and played the game and flew back to Tallahassee that night, um, and ultimately did research on that industry, and a teammate of mine and myself, and decided that, wow, what a great opportunity, low barriers to entry, all the things that you wanna see when you're young kids with no money and no experience, Um, And it looked like a real uh, opportunity to build something significant. And that's how the the seed was planted and how the idea was born. And um, we ultimately went on to, uh, that following summer after the season ended, we hired 50 to 75 uh, people local in Tallahassee and um, set about uh, turning over apartment complexes and new new coats of paint, uh, fresh carpet for all the investors in town. And that's how we started this uh, this burgeoning maintenance business that had since grown um, to uh, to do a lot bigger things. Um, so, anyways, that's that's the story, and uh, that's how we kind of got started. And sometimes I wonder if the guy had said to me that he was in the hot dog business, if I wouldn't be up on uh, a street corner in New York selling <laughs> hot dogs and buns. Hey,
0: that's just some good hot dog. <laughs> Being a New Yorker. Um, and so so I want to go back to something you said, and I love that story because first of all, you were so young, right? Um, but you mentioned your first company didn't succeed, right? Yes. And I think that's so important for for everyone to hear, right? All of us, um, not just our students, but also, you know, what what did you learn from that that then helped you, as you said, connected the dots maybe of what went right, what went wrong, and then took that forward? So talk a little bit about that because I think sometimes, you know, going through that is what helps us succeed, you know, later on when we have oh, those. Stories.
1: Absolutely. It's it's actually a, a mandatory part of the process. And um, so Muhammad Ali has a, a great quote that I love, and it, it essentially says, I run on the long. I run on the road long before I dance under the lights. And what he's essentially saying is, um, there's a ton of pre-work, right, that goes into any major success um, before any of us recognize or realize that uh, an individual or a corporation or a team has had um, is, you know, quote unquote, successful. And um, you know, the journey in entrepreneurship, but I think more broadly in life, is really. Um, a combination of lots of little failures that come together to create some semblance of success. And that success doesn't have to be commercial success. It doesn't mean you're driving a fancy sports car or not. It could be success in your personal relationships, great friendships. Uh, you could be a great, uh, great parent, right? You know, all of those things are um, the result of little failures that we've had along the way that we use as a way to recalibrate our direction, recalibrate our behaviors, um, and, uh, and ultimately get where we're, where we're trying to go. So um, for anyone out there who's um, scared of failing, um, it's important to know that failing is absolutely a mandatory part of the process. And uh, you guys, might, you might have heard the saying before, you just want to make sure you're failing forward, uh, which means uh, you're not losing the lesson. Um, it's okay to lose the game, don't lose the lesson. Um, and uh, and you'll win the championship before long.
0: I love that you brought that over to sports. <clears throat> I'm a sports fanatic, so um, yeah. let's go yeah. Um And uh, I grew up in a house of sports. Sure. Uh, and so uh, the fact that you said that, you know, I mentioned earlier, today is National Coaches Day. Yep. And I think back on my life, and I had an amazingly strong Close relationship with my dad. He never coached me because he was always coaching my brother. Uh, and you know, <laughs> coaching guys' sports, uh, he was coach of the year when he was a college uh, baseball coach and all of that. So many lessons that I that I learned from him. But I think yeah. one of the things that stuck out to me as I thought about him this morning was that he saw potential in every single person on his team. Yeah. Right. He saw potential in all of us. Then sure. he went on to become a dean of students and saw potential in every student. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit from the sense of, you know, who was it who saw that potential in you? Who are your coaches and mentors? And then how do you pay that forward right, yeah. in your business and life?
1: I, I love that. So, um, so intro- just re- a really quick comment. I uh, Over the weekend, I watched a Netflix documentary called The Playbook. And you would love this, Lori. And it's... Uh, wow. Essentially, uh, a story of um, championship coaches from lots of different sports and from all over the world. And they, I think they started with five episodes. So, check that out, or anyone listening, yeah. you'll, you'll love that. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've gotten this question a lot. And the more I think about it, I realize that um, I'm really the result of lots of little investments from a whole lot of fantastic people. And, um, you know, and I, I think different people have taught me different things over the years that have contributed, I think, to who I am today. So, for instance, my, my college coach, my senior year, I played um, for a guy named Leonard Hamilton. And I wasn't the star player. I'd walked onto the team um, and uh, probably thought I was better than I actually was and wanted more out of that experience than I'd gotten. Um, but despite that, Coach Hamilton really put his arm around me. And he taught me one very important thing that I've carried into my professional life, and my personal life, and that was toughness. He really taught me how to be tough. Um, and not just um, you know, verbally tough, we were just saying it, but um, to embrace toughness as a part, uh, and, a, and a fundamental part of, um, of, of anyone's character. Um, with all the right values and all the right right the things that come along with um, with being a, a great individual. And then I've had countless mentors in business who, as I, when I was younger, kind of a younger entrepreneur who really put their arm around me and said, "Hey, I think this guy has potential." Um, and uh, gave me tidbits of advice um, along the way, and always, more important than anything, always made time for me when I had that key critical question when I was stuck and I needed an answer that would unlock an entire new world of possibility, uh, they gave me the time and um, I'm forever grateful for that. And then the last thing I'll mention is, and I, I wanna give myself credit for this one, not that I do this often, but I also stopped thinking about mentorship um, hierarchically, right? or you, know, you typically think about mentors, you think of someone older than you, more successful and more accomplished, or you know, someone who embodies the things that you ultimately want to have or to achieve, and I actually think it's a lot more dynamic than that. And um, I, some of the most valuable conversations I've had are from people that have might not have commercial success, but they have entirely different life experiences, right? And we, when we get back to this concept of failure, they might have failed epically um, and landed in a very specific place, but there's a lot of value in that life experience that they were open and. And willing to kind of share with me, and um, and in my view, those were some of the most point, like the biggest lessons that I learned uh, from people who I wouldn't otherwise have thought uh, could teach me anything, right? And in, in the grocery, in the grocery store, the you know cashier at the grocery store in the line, um, you know, uh, just waiting for something, just having really fantastic conversations and being open to receiving guidance and mentorship from wherever it might uh, come. So, yeah, I yeah. love.
0: You know, and I I mentor uh, women quite a bit, Uh, young women, you know, uh, people are starting out their careers, people in the midway. And I always, always learn from them as well as hopefully, you know, them learning from me. Um, And so I love that, that mentors come in all shapes and sizes, really, right? And we can learn something every day. And, you know, I think that's why I love what we do at JA, because our students have an opportunity to to learn from people just like you right and all of the people that we have on our show and and that we bring into the classrooms whether it's virtually or or when times are you know normal uh into uh ja world and so i think it's it, it's to me that's how i learn best right don't give me the book Yeah. Give the real world experience and then let me do it because I think that's how we learn by doing, right? And sure. yeah. going forward, as you said, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, uh, and I am gonna check out that playbook. Um, you are um, one of the things that I think has also made you uh, special and also successful in, in, as you said, whatever that means for somebody, right? And we yeah. all define that differently. But one of the things that you've embraced for sure is our community. Yeah. Right. And so you are very, very uh, passionate and very involved in our community. Talk a little bit about that. How did you start to get involved? I think it's important for our young people, especially, and by the way, for all of us, I know people that are not involved in their communities. And I just think how, how do you not be? So I'm to hear that from you. And how did you get involved and, and why do you stay involved?
1: Yeah, I, so great question, Lori. A part of it is um, you know, the DNA that every entrepreneur has is this burning desire to make something even incrementally better or even 1% better. And we have a really hard time stepping over something or walking past something that can be improved, right? And it's actually um, our greatest strength and greatest weakness, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> And but in terms of what how that um, uh, drives community involvement and engagement um, is you know you already have that mentality and then you're, you you uh, combine that with something that you're incredibly passionate about which is the quality of life and the happiness and the direction that we're headed as as a community and one of the things I always say is that no matter what we do and uh, at work we're all in the people business life is about people. It's not about economics and economics follow the people, right? Even in business. And so if we can build a place that uh, realizes the maximum in terms of its potential, um, all of us have a better life. And uh, and to me, that's that's really the goal. And so I that was just my orientation from the beginning. But what I think really got me heavily involved is um, some of our community leaders and business leaders that I'd known and I'd looked up to tapped me on the shoulder and they said, "Hey, um, would love for you to bring um, your unique view of the world and maybe any skills that you have or talents that you have to make this thing better over here." And um, and that's really where, where kind of how it started. But I'll tell you, it's um, I get incredibly excited about the potential of our community. And um, I just wanna to continue to see it uh, move forward and whatever, to whatever degree I can be a part of that process, I'm ecstatic to even contribute you know, uh, a small iota. Um, so that's, that's kind of where it came from. But it started with someone tapping me on the shoulder and, um, and saying, would love for you to be involved, I think you can help here. And mm-hmm. so we should never be, I think, shy to, and so, so someone sparked that flame in me Um, and, uh, kind of told me it was okay to be great in terms of community leadership and involvement. And so we should, I think, be very conscientious about, uh, identifying other people that might have that interest and being open to tapping them on the shoulder as well and pulling them in, pulling them in.
0: I know I've tapped on your shoulder uh, quite a few times uh, I'm just waiting I'm in line <laughs> uh, but you are part of some amazing organizations you and I talked about that and so I just love being able to to have access to you and 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 have our students uh, learn and hear your story you know and I I think about our young people um and you know you talked about how you got involved in entrepreneurship and I love that that you're, you know you thought maybe you weren't employable and so you need to work for yourself in a sense. Um, I, I don't know that I would, I, would, I would agree with that. I think that you could be amazing even even in a company and be an amazing part of the team. But I think what I what I still hear in you, and I think this is the key. So that's what got you into being an entrepreneur. What keeps you being an entrepreneur, right? I know you talk about wanting to help and wanting to fix. I'm a fixer, right? We're, we're fixers when we want to, you know, uh, as entrepreneurs. But, but there's more to it that keeps you going. What is it for you?
1: Wow. Um, so um, I'm... Every single portion of my day is really spent in three capacities: being a family man, um, being the CEO of Encompass, um, uh, who's a, a company I'm just so incredibly proud of, and I'll, I'll tell you why in just a sec. And then um, you know, kind of being a friend, right? Um, to uh, to to people that have been on this journey with me. And in terms of um, being an entrepreneur and and, and leading our team at Encompass, what really gets my blood pumping in the morning, as soon as my feet hit the ground, is the thought that we have a legitimate opportunity every day to positively impact the lives of thousands of families um, uh, through the work that we do and millions of people indirectly through the work that we do. And so our mission is we create awesome experiences for people within properties we maintain. Um, and we predominantly do that in hospitals, colleges, universities, institutions that really need to have the right environment for them to do their work at the highest level. And um, the pursuit of that goal um, is something that I just couldn't be more passionate about, Lori, and, um, and proud of our team for getting after on a, on a day-to-day basis. And so I think to, more succinctly to answer your question, I think entrepreneurs and anyone in general, what's most important is understanding the why you're doing something, not the what or the how. That'll, that's going to come. But why are you um, kind of lacing up those boots every day and heading into the office? Who are you serving in those actions and those activities? And um, if who you're serving really matters to you, uh, you'll never have to go to work a day in your life. You'll skip to the office ecstatic about the opportunity that you have To uh, to do something for someone else that really is meaningful to them. So that's that's it for me. I know that's that's a little long winded, but um,
0: it is. uh, I I just knew that it was going to be something around that passion for for what you do, and I love that. Um, One of our viewers, Mark, asked, you know, what was the turning point in your business? Like, when did it did it begin to really grow? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's a concept, a very popular concept called the founder's dilemma. And for anyone listening, you you can Google the founder's dilemma. um, And it's essentially a Harvard Business School uh, article. And it talks about entrepreneurs um, hitting a very specific inflection point. And the question that they have to ask is, do you want to be king slash queen? Or do you want to be rich? And rich, not in terms of monetarily rich, but rich in terms of quality of life and happiness and fulfillment and all those things. And um, essentially the decision to, to simplify the decision, it's do you wanna control everything where your company can't order a stapler or loose leaf paper without your approval? Um, or do you want to relinquish that uh, responsibility to people who are fantastic at what they do and who you trust and who are very trustworthy? And for me, um, I'm not a control freak in that regard, and that was an easy decision for me when I hit that inflection point. And as I started to seek out people who were smarter than me, more talented talented than me in specific areas, um, and really complemented my weaknesses, but also had the same burning desire and passion to do something tremendous um, is when uh, the companies that I'm involved with, um, but mainly encompass, Uh, really started to turn the corner and head off in a totally different trajectory. And so we're only as good as the people that uh, we surround ourselves with. And I always one of my favorite quotes also is, if you're the smartest uh, person in the room, you probably need to find a new room, (laughs) uh, which I love. And um, so I'm never the smartest person in any one of our meetings, and it's just the way that I like it to be. I love it.
0: I agree. I belong to Vistage, and I always say to my group, you know, and you all are a lot, <laughs> yeah Yeah. You know, and that's not true. I'm like, yeah, it is, and I'm okay with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I love <laughs> it. I'm here. I chose this group for a reason, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so
0: I love that. You know, some of these recipes. I mean, Marcel, I could go on and on and talk to you about all of this uh, forever because I am so passionate about yeah. um, leading and 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 I spend so much time reading. And and experiencing and trying and and coaching. And I I just love watching when you have someone who you see that potential in and you see their mindset start to shift and you see their behaviors change and you realize that, you know, they were listening and they got it. Right, yeah. it's kind of like my daughter's twenty-five. I didn't think she was listening, but you know what? Now I look at her, and she, now she tells me, "You know, mom, <laughs> I what you said about this, or I watched you with that." Yeah. You know, and so I love being a coach. We don't always get it right, yeah, um, but but we try, and then the joy in watching people grow is for me is is huge, and I can tell that with you too. Yeah. You have some amazing ingredients. I'm going to read back some of them. Just to kind of recap, you started off with something really powerful, and that is positivity, right? So important in starting every day being positive so that you can see the opportunities and you can get 1% better. I love that one. Um, Indomitable will. Gosh, that is amazing. So I love it. Vision, seeing things that are out there that maybe someone else doesn't see. Life is a journey of failures you talked about and failing is a mandatory part of the process and failing forward, right? Learning from those failures uh, so that you can connect the dots, uh, as you said. And it's it's okay. Um, You know, results of lots of investments of different people. We aren't, we aren't made or mentored by one person, right? There's a lot of people having an influence on who we become in our lives, starting with our parents, right? Uh, Embracing toughness. I love that. Um, Mentors, you know, recognizing that they come in all shapes and sizes, including our children, Right. Sometimes our children are teaching us, and the young people that go through JA, I'm learning from them all of all the time. Um, That we're in the people business, right? And it's all about our people (laughs) Um, getting mainstreamed into the community and understanding the community around you. Um, And when someone taps on your shoulder, right, take that opportunity. The desire to make something better. That's when you know, right? That fixer mentality. You know. Oh, good morning, Mr. (laughs) Patrick. Perfect. Thank you. I told you Patrick would make an appearance. On show. All right. Stay over there, Mr. Producer. Uh, oh, no. There he is. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marcel. Hi. Uh, hey, buddy. He can't help himself. He has to make an appearance on every show. He's uh, told the producer. Uh, the pursuit of the goal, understanding the why, and even more importantly or just as important is the who, right, yeah. understanding the who. Um, that people are hiring people and putting people around you that are trustworthy, uh, that have the same goal and understand the why, right? And where you're going. Seeking out people who balance your strengths and weaknesses. Um, I, I love that. And you talked about how that turned your company around. So I these are some amazing ingredients. And if we kept going, I could probably fill up this book. Yeah. Um, but I always ask everyone uh, at the end. What is what? What is I, I guess your main ingredient to success?
1: I would say, um, wow. Uh, I, I'll summarize it in a quote, Laurie, um, by Stephen Covey, um, and uh, he, Stephen essentially says, uh, "Live out of your imagination, not out of your history." And um, and I think that's such a powerful quote, and it applies to. Uh, business that applies to our community Um, and uh, you know for us essentially it means for us not to be anchored into what was but um, just live out of the possibilities of what of what can be and uh, which are limitless for all of us all of us have infinite potential and so I think truly believing that um, is is probably my secret ingredient it's I think uh, it's it's what makes me a little bit different and maybe delusional to some, but uh, <laughs> a, a different. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, I think that that really speaks to, um, you know, and my daughter and I talk about this all the time, Marcel, about, you know, we all have something, yeah. right? Our environments that we grew in are never perfect, yeah. whatever they are, right? They all look different. Um, but we can let them define us or we can let them help us to grow, right? And so to your point, it's not about the history, it's really what you're gonna make of it, right? What you can imagine from that. And I love that, I, I that is speaks to my heart uh, because I share that all the time. We can be victims of our history. That's right. Or we can choose to, to let it help us uh, grow into who we were meant to become and so. You, my friends, have definitely grown into uh, someone who uh, should be so proud. Thanks. of his accomplishments as a family man, as a community man, as a businessman. Uh, and I'm just proud to know you and proud that you spent some time with me today and that our, our viewers and gosh, it's go, there, there's comments going crazy in the chat box. I don't know if you can see them from where you are um, and, and that our students will get to hear from you and hear your story. So thank you so much for being here today.
1: Yeah, Lori, thanks for having me. Love you to death and uh, hope everyone enjoyed and see everyone very soon.
0: Uh, Thank you, Marcel, and thanks everyone for watching. All of you out there in the chat, Lisa, Tony, Sharissa, Roy, uh, why the list goes on? Mark, all of you out there, Ronnie, thanks so much for listening and for commenting, uh, and thanks for being with us today. And let's get cooking.
1: Let's get cooking. (laughs) Yeah. Take care. Take care, Lori. Thank you. You
0: too.